0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Talking
1: CFD with Robin Knowles. It's kind of like my show, but for CFD nerds, prepare to ignite. Hello, hello. Welcome along to another episode of Talking CFD, the podcast that's more about growing a business than growing a boundary layer. So it's taken me until the second series to get a fellow CFD consultant on a show, but I've finally done it. Today I'm talking with Nicola Tonello of Renuda. Um, I'm hoping he's going to reveal a few of the secrets of running a successful CFD consultancy so I can steal them. Um, But hopefully we're going to broaden it out to talk about Code Saturn, um, another open source CFD code, this time coming out of EDF, the French National Power Generator. Yep, there are more than just open foam. Uh, Welcome to the show, Nicola. Does that sound like a plan? Yes, absolutely. Good
0: morning, uh, Robin, and thank you very much for having us on your show.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. So I mentioned that Renewed is a CFD consultancy, but that doesn't really tell us that much. Can you fill us in a bit about what you do or what you specialize in, that sort of thing?
0: Sure. Sure. So yes, indeed, it's. Uh, I think it's part of actually uh, the difficulty of explaining CFD to people because uh, it does a lot of things, and at the same time, it's it's uh, it's being seen as a very specialized field. Um, so we offer three services: we have a consultancy arm, a software development arm, and a training arm as well. Uh, in consultancy, we cover. Just about everything because we have uh, quite a lot of experience in different areas. So we do multi-phase flow, single phase flow, reactive flow, compressible, incompressible, etc. And that allows us to talk to many different industries. So we are doing problems in oil and gas, in transportation, uh, power generation, but also some things that are a bit different. Uh, for example, some risk analysis. We did some uh, analysis of some uh, explosive systems to uh, prevent avalanches and we do oh, Wow, that sounds that, cool yes that was actually uh very very interesting um as a as a topic and it's uh it was also very nice because it's one of these things that was actually built later and uh and and so far it's been a a, a very big success for the uh for the uh, manufacturers of that system and uh in software development we also have uh software developers who are uh well versed in uh, in uh, going deep down into codes, and we've done some uh, some activities on the surface to build uh, GUIs for people, but also deeper to actually. Uh, for example, put uh, VOF solver into code Saturn uh, or some uh, particulate models for collisions. So we can also go pretty deep in the solvers. And the training branch is actually something relatively new, and uh, we are uh, putting together courses to introduce people to CFD and to CFD software in a fairly light manner to start with as an introduction. And actually, I think that it's. Uh, um, very related to uh at least some of the topics of your uh, of your uh podcasts or uh, even even today's uh, it has to do with also helping helping people choosing codes and showing them around uh, about what's available out there and uh, and, and and guiding them uh, to uh, to to get to get going in cfd and 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 to start uh, doing it on their own.
1: I'm guessing that that could possibly be quite a popular offering because uh, no slight on salespeople or anything like that, but you do always wonder about how independent a particular software provider's point of view might be when they're advising you whether their tool is perhaps best for your job. You guys are not tied to a particular provider, so you can offer an independent view.
0: Yes, indeed. I think that what we we have, which can be... Uh possibly seen as as uh, as a uh, you know a USP to use a, a, a cliched word um, although um, you know I'll, apo- I'll apologize in advance to uh, to fellow CFD uh, professionals if I am um, actually you offer exactly the same services I can certainly not claim to be aware of what everyone else does but we do have because we have uh, such a, a wide scope of applications we also have used a lot of different codes so the main commercial codes and different open source codes as well and some things that we, we've done ourselves sometimes. And we do push this forward to tell people, well, tell us about your problem first or actually talk to us and then we will actually work with you to establish what problem CFD could actually uh, be useful for and then and then help you with a solution. And then so CFD becomes a tool to actually uh, go after a solution for someone, and we do try then to to choose the best tool for that. Uh, It also gives us a measure of flexibility because actually speaking to certain firms that actually do CFD already, they also might have requirements and they might just be Users of this or that software, and they actually want, as part of the uh, deliverable of the project, they want the, the files or whatever goes with it, so that they can actually use it themselves. And in that case, they they pretty much impose the uh, the choice of code.
1: Is the is the consultancy the kind of oldest offering? Is that the kind of the core offering of the company?
0: Yes, indeed. It starts as uh, it starts as that and. Uh, and the software development has been slowly picking up uh throughout the years i think that it's uh, maybe it goes a little bit deeper and uh, it's uh it's i don't know if easy is the right word because it's probably never really easy to 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 actually uh do business but it is uh probably easier to talk to someone about helping them solve a problem using cfd as a tool than trying to convince them that we need to actually uh, give them a piece of software that we have written ourselves or that we have modified. But as people get into the process, then they start having requirements, and then we can actually help with those.
1: Are customers coming to you who already use CFD, or are they they coming to you with a problem and, and not sure even really what CFD? Don't even really care what CFD is.
0: Actually, both scenarios exist, and the 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 proportion of people who already use c f d is pretty significant um and from that um, from that part of the market, I think that people are attracted by uh well it can be the classic case of too much work we need additional people, but most of the time it's not that it's more that they are faced with problems that they don't really know how to solve because it's a bit less run of the mill run of the mill being what they are used to do to doing themselves which obviously can differ depending on the different uh the different people but they need to 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 go out of that or there is a I don't know if you, if you take a large company that also, for example, has a plant, someone from a, a manufacturing position might ask them, well, actually, uh, we need to update this or that. And we, we are considering changing to this system. However, we're not entirely sure of the implications. And then suddenly they are faced with a completely new problem and they need to help thinking about it. And then we also have the scenarios of, of people who have actually never used CFD before and either have become interested in it or also can see it as a potential commercial advantage and we had uh, so we had a very interesting situation like this this year actually a um, probably mid-sized uh, supplier to the auto industry and they had already done some work with a big german manufacturer but um they wanted to, um, answer a bid from that manufacturer for a kind of system that they had never built before and never uh, produced. Uh, and in their own words, they, they basically thought that they would actually, uh, uh, of, of all the candidates, they were the, uh, definitely in, in, in last position and the, the least likely to be, to be chosen. So these guys decided to be quite bold and, they decided first to design a uh, a product for that specific uh, uh, um, application, which is a uh, uh, has, has to do with oil cooling for gearboxes. Mm-hmm. So they decided to actually design their own system whereas the manufacturer had proposed a design and, and, and suggested to the candidates that they tried to improve on it. So they did something which was uh, fairly radically different, obviously not completely different since it still had to fit in. But uh, so that was one, 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 uh, one step that they that they took. And the second step they took was to involve CFD. And they wanted to involve CFD because their timelines were very, very short but also because they knew that the manufacturer would be, uh, would probably respond positively to that. So they contacted us, we did a first analysis of the first design that they had. It didn't completely match the the specifications, but they showed that to the manufacturer, to the car manufacturer. And uh, these guys saw the CFD, they liked the fact that that company was doing CFD to uh, innovate and design they also had done cfd on their own design and they thought that the results actually looked uh, quite comparable so that gave them some confidence and so they, they they told the uh the company that we were working with to actually continue and and that they could actually they would be satisfied to see results based on cfd alone and that if they could improve on their design and show it through cfd they would actually stand a very good chance and so we did five designs with them. And in the end, they actually won the contract. So that, that was a very, very interesting case of working with a company that was very good at what they do. And we provided the CFD expertise in there and a little bit of fluid mechanics expertise as well to also discuss results with them and tell them, well, maybe this is an area where you can do things a little bit differently, and then uh, you will be closer to the specs.
1: So I think there's a little bit of a danger for some people to think these days that perhaps CFDs a just an R and D tool, so just for developing products and, and, and doing research and things like that. But that, in that case, that was a bid winning component
0: entirely, absolutely. Um, and they, I, th- I mean, they they were actually very very clear about it afterwards. They, they they thanked us and they did they did say yes, you you know the the, the work we did with you played an integral part and actually was absolutely central to us uh, winning the bid. And they were actually able to win the bid on the basis of these results uh, without having built uh, what would be the the final prototype.
1: Um, Lots of the CFD product companies that I interviewed last season started out as consultancies and and morphed into Mm -hmm. uh, becoming a a product company. Now, you've you've got your software development arm and you're you're, um, doing all sorts of different things there. Do you... Do you see a bit of a trend of companies um, evolving into product companies and, and creating a, a software product of their own to, uh, to go after that uh, recurring revenue or, uh, or a, a different market? I
0: think it's natural. As you said, I think one of the key words is indeed, uh, recurring revenue or, or different market, or if not different market, actually market, go deeper into a market that actually, uh, uh, uh is, is generating already good revenue and in which you have good traction because with the experience and, 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 uh, um, people are starting to, to know about your work, etc. It's also, I think, natural because you will want um, any company that has the in-house capabilities to actually uh, write software to improve on software will want to do that because uh, um, at some point you, you you will encounter problems that you 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 want to solve, and therefore suddenly you also have possibly a solution that you can uh, exploit. And that you can uh, either sell on its own, or, or propose to people as an add-on, or, or something that actually uh, makes you different from from uh, from your competitors when you're bidding. So, do
1: you think in that respect that it's um, important to, or it is a benefit for for CFD consultancies or or, or um, CAE companies in general probably to um, sort of embrace a, an open source software stack, being able to modify and, and change and, and develop code much easier than say with a commercial office health code
0: for us and partly by inclination as well i think that it's completely it's part and parcel yes to uh, to to what, what what we offer and what we can actually uh, then pass on to our clients um it's, uh, writing a complete general 3D CFD code with, uh, very good, uh, multi-core capabilities is, uh, is just way too big a task, I think, for, for, for a company if you want to start, for a small firm, if you want to start, uh, from, you know, uh, a blank sheet of paper today. And I would almost say also that, uh, unless you may have a completely uh, you know and fundamentally different approach from today's approach finite volume method or not um and and then you you you've really invented something completely new then that that's worth developing i think that um it's uh, it's almost a little bit silly to start from scratch and and to just completely reinvent the wheel um open source codes have their issues of course um so do commercial codes to some extent but uh, by and large um, it's it's what you can do with them already and and the way one can work with them is pretty phenomenal
1: is that where some of the training aspect comes in um, in your in your offering because traditionally the the, the training that goes along with open source codes is possibly one of the weaker aspects of, of the um, of the different yes. codes
0: yes absolutely yes. Yes, yes, yes. I think that there's, uh, there's several level. Uh, well, it's interesting to be able to bring up Code Saturn with you because it's actually a code that, uh, very few people seem to know about. And in general, um, talking about CFD solvers, um, to, I think to, to quite a few people, um open foam has come to equate uh, open source well, uh, yes. i've been in meetings where people literally confuse the two words <laughs> uh, and 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 uh and there is actually a much wider choice out there and i think there is value in trying to show people what the different things are And one can advise one can decide to push more in one direction or another, but I don't think it's necessary, but uh, there is definitely uh, um, education to to be done, but it's not just in the solvers, it's also in the the CAD tools, the measures, the post-processing. I think it's quite, uh, there's something quite interesting in doing that and to be able to do it from a position where, um, again, we can be fairly neutral about it. I'm using the word fairly because I'm also conscious that I probably don't know about half the codes that exist, and I haven't had time to use them, so what we can do is you know open uh, uh maybe uh, uh, broaden a bit the horizon for uh people who want to come to training and 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 uh and and then also uh as part of the training pass on some of the ways we actually go about using these codes
1: yeah i mean you you mentioned education there it sounds like it um it Possibly um, is more education than training in in some respects, um, broadening people's horizons. It also makes for a kind of slightly different business model as well. I spent a bit of time in in academia, and uh, it is um, it kind of blows your mind when you think of the uh, the traditional consultancy model when in education you can have one guy stood at the top delivering content to lots of people who are paying the same to yes. come and take part in that training it's a yeah. very scalable business model in comparison to consulting indeed indeed yes um you mentioned code saturn there so let's uh, let's let's go there because mm-hmm. uh, like you say i can't speak for everybody but i don't know a great deal about it other than that it exists yeah. um can you give us a bit of background and, and what actually is it so,
0: Code Saturn is a CFD solver uh, which originates. Well, it, it is developed by uh, uh, some of the R&D guys uh, at EDF, and EDF has a, uh, a whole farm of, of codes that they started writing and developing for their own purposes. So. Originally, code Saturn is very much a code for um, incompressible flows and things like this and 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 you can do heat transfer all sorts of things that are going to be required if you are uh, if you're apply, applying it to to a nuclear plant, although well they, they also have other codes for uh, more compressible problems that can occur also also, but those are not open source and um, at some point in the history. Um and I don't think they started with Code Saturn. I think they might have started with uh, a mechanical calculation code or or code Aster or some other ones. But they decided to to make it open source. And uh the reasoning behind it, as I understand it, is is uh, is, is is twofold. One was to uh, somehow almost protect themselves and ensure the the that the that the code will continue by having by broadening the community of users, and also the in doing so the the one one very important point is that they can also then say to their own clients, uh, well, we are. Um, so we designed this, uh, this plant or, or something else and we did the calculations were with our in-house code, but it's not completely circular because that in-house code is actually used by lots of other people for lots of different applications. So it is something that is generally accepted as giving, uh, uh trustworthy results and, and as being a good tool for, uh, fluid mechanics and heat transfer calculations. So they also saw that. And um, from the beginning, they wanted the code to be, to be open. So they will take into account contributions from people. Uh, but it has been, indeed, um, a bit under the radar. Uh, and so uh, not, not so many people know about it.
1: So do you think that's because um, people think that it's a tool for designing nuclear reactors or something along those lines?
0: Possibly um but also i think there's a there's definitely a language barrier not to uh you know it's uh not to avoid the issue um it's uh it's a code that was put together by a french company it's still uh less and less so but it's still quite uh, quite french in the comments that are in the codes but also what has possibly uh, um, been an obstacle is the perception as you said that it was really just dedicated to one one sort of um of application and that is that's not the case and that's less and less the case it's uh it's 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 getting more and more features and functionalities
1: i guess you guys have used it for all sorts is there can you give us a flavor of what kind of things you've done with it
0: well, for example, this, uh, product development that we did for, for this, uh, this company that sold to the, the car manufacturer that was done completely with, uh, with code Saturn, uh, that was incompressible flow laminar. Some, some of the flow regimes were laminar. Some others were turbulent. Uh, we've done some calculations of, uh, mixing with, uh, different rotating impellers, uh, three different codes coupled together. Uh, heat transfer through uh through a vessel and then a cooling fluid on the outside of that vessel as well again with the with the impellers in the middle uh fairly complex type of uh type of uh, geometries so we're recovering quite a lot we're doing some simulations in multiphase as well with the Lagrangian. Uh, which is, uh, I have to say quite, uh, quite a strong capability. Um, so it's got, uh, some, some very interesting model and it's something that was important to EDF because they wanted to do things like tracking, uh, little rust particles and that sort of things. So we, we, we've done and are doing some multi-phase simulations with that. And, uh, we've recently put, uh, VOF capability in the code as well. And that will probably be part of one of the releases.
1: So you mentioned there that you guys have done some development on this. Not all CFD, open source CFD codes are that easy to contribute back to. Is that one of the strengths of of Code Saturn? So I I would think so, but I
0: need to qualify it because we have to to see the process first. But the the intent is there. But also I think something that's quite uh, special about the code is that it is actually developed by a company which is not a software company. So for um, adopters, and particularly for CFD professionals, the uh, likelihood of uh, conflicts of interest is exactly zero. Um, second, it's a very large firm, which should hopefully uh, continue and do well in the future. And this code is essential to their activities. So it's not going to be dropped. If anything, it will be improved continually. Uh, And as part of of this, there is at its core, a group of people who are dedicated to the developments and maintenance of the code and also that have the mission to um, broaden its appeal and its reach. So there is a, a central core, which I think is fundamental to healthy software. That means that there is a gate The gate has to be there. Someone has to be able to say, "Okay, we like this or we don't. But beyond that, it is to be able to say, right, this new feature is very interesting, but you have... Uh, I'll, I'll say something just for the sake of example yeah but you you, you have devel- developed it in all sorts of different files and actually if you look at the code structure it, uh, these bits and pieces should be better placed in these areas and so forth and so on and then people will work with you or do it on their own to do that uh, and then integrate the functionality in the code um which i think is a very necessary step because you don't want the go, the code to be to go all over the place and you do want to be able to also have your previous cases to still work with a new version um it is good to have uh, a code also that has a solid test suite and a solid validation and verification process which 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 is the case for code saturn because it has to 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 pass the uh the marks for uh, nuclear applications so in in that sense there is uh, um, some very serious software development print and ma- maintenance principles behind it. And, it and i think that kind of marks it out uh, compared to 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 other offerings again not at, at all trying to pretend that i know about all of them
1: no, no, I mean it's very difficult to uh, to spread yourself so thinly that you could be across all of these different different yeah. things. It sounds like it's got um quite a an interesting set of functionality and like you say there's the uh, the, the test suite behind it and things like that. So it sounds like the sort of thing that a, a CFD professional, if you like, could pick up and, and make use of. Is that the case? Would an open foam user feel at home with Code Saturn or not really? <sighs>
0: I think they would although the experience would be completely different um code saturn has a gui which is quite nice um to start with so in terms of utilization well that's probably far more direct in terms of picking up how to use it uh we do use open foam as well so i know that once you're familiar with the files and dictionaries and what else and you have them set up for uh one particular Type of problem and maybe you want to do the same kinds of problem very often then it's uh, it's it's not a big issue um it's written in fortran 90 and in c which is possibly uh, more approachable than c again that depends on one's experience and um it is going towards again uh trying to 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 be more and more user friendly and clear and adaptable so it's possibly easier to to get stuck in as a user i would say almost certainly um and as a developer uh possibly as well um of course it's got its problems some of some of the files are uh, a bit nightmarish as well like a, like a lot of codes and you have a lot of names of variables and parameters to learn and so forth and so on so it's um it's it's not perfect
1: so does and have a pre and post capabilities or is it essentially just the, the solving section?
0: So it's a solving section. Um, and so we use it with the Salome suite of software. And so we are actually more or less covering everything we need with uh, the CAD part. Um, it's a module within Salome called Geom, um, which... Allows us to do more or less everything we need to do, um, and then it has a meshing uh, module called SMESH, which has improving meshes. The tet meshes are okay. The um, hex meshes are not that good. It's only an area where uh, improvement is required. But often we actually can generate meshes with uh, Snappy from the OpenFOAM suite. Okay. And then we can use convert these meshes into meshes that are uh, suitable for code Saturn. And then on the uh, output, we visualize and do the analysis with Paraview or Paravis as it is integrated in, in, in Salome. But the, the stand-up, stand-alone Paraview works very well.
1: A similar workflow to what perhaps an OpenFOAM user would be accustomed to.
0: Very, very, very similar. Yes, yes. Is there
1: a compelling reason for somebody to switch to CodeSaturn from OpenFOAM? Um,
0: Ease of use. I don't know if ease of use is is a compelling reason for switching because if you're switching, probably you're already using uh, uh, OpenFOAM to your satisfaction. the fact that the story I think is quite clear can be possibly a longer term bet. Then um you know there seems to be quite a few uh, uh, uh splinters in the open form uh offering. Um the fact that your uh I think it's a bit of a longer term view, your 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 um your models will still work with the next version. And then um, shooting a bit more in the future, but in my view, not so far away. Code Saturn does have uh, exceptional uh, parallel capabilities. Oh, right. Whereas OpenFOAM is definitely uh, running into a wall uh, by construct. So um, it's possibly not going to make much of a difference if you're running on 30 or 60 type uh, cores. But if you start going into the hundreds or thousands, it it will matter.
1: Um, we're getting close to time. So I want to bring it back around to, uh, to consultancy, um, just to sort of go full circle. Um, you see a lot of people, um, when you're talking about starting consultancies and things like Mm -hmm. that. And it often seems like in this day with sort of available computing and open source codes that almost anybody could start a CFD consultancy straight out of university or something like that. Is there a sort of gold nugget or or a bit of advice that you could give to anybody thinking of starting a consultancy? What should they know before they start out? (laughs)
0: Um, I think it's hard not to... to, um to overlap these thoughts with probably something that's very general to, to a very small, you know, running a small company. And it's that you, um, you need to strap on and enjoy the ride and uh, <laughs> know that uh, <laughs> it's not just going to be one way in one direction. So, um, I think certainly be ready for that. Um, and, you i think you need a lot of personal investment and uh which which goes two ways it means that it takes a lot but it gives a lot as well and particularly probably if you're doing consultancy because in my experience in the end people buy you by your experience your advice your relationship your support more than anything else
1: oh yeah i hear that people buy from people
0: yes yes completely
1: I want to thank you for coming on the show today, Nicola. Um, if somebody wants to um, check out what you guys are doing, whether that be in the development space or um, your consultancy or your training offerings, what's the best way to, uh, for them to get in touch with you guys?
0: Uh, well, thank you for the opportunity. It's been very interesting. Uh, so, The website is one of the ways renuda.com otherwise uh, dropping a line to uh, my colleague in business development robert hillhouse is also uh, very straightforward so if i'm allowed to give his email address it's robert.hillhouse at renuda.com
1: you guys are pretty active on uh, LinkedIn as well, aren't they? So, uh, so people probably come across your your content as well. Very
0: true, and and indeed, that's also a very very easy way to uh, to say hello. And uh, we are genuinely happy, and I'm sure it's the same for you to to talk to people and have a chat and explain and see if CFD can be of use. Um, we are often contacted by people who say oh, we have this, we want you to simulate it with CFD. And we actually have to rain them down a little bit by saying, well, which bit would really be important and what is actually the question you are trying to ask with CFD and and let's do it properly.
1: I'm glad it's not just uh, me that gets those inquiries. No. (laughs) Cool. Thanks again for your time, Nicola.
0: Thank you so much, Robin. Take care.
1: If you're still listening, then you are exactly the kind of person who should join the conversation in our Facebook group. Head over to TalkingCFD.com forward slash FB to join up with other listeners and past guests chatting about the kind of things we cover on the show and helping each other grow their own CFD businesses. That's TalkingCFD.com forward slash FB to join the group. See you there.